to Pop of Color Pod. I'm Ruby. And I'm India. We're two women of color recapping all things Bravo through our personal lens. As women of color, we like to focus on the underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. And if we're feeling generous, we'll add even more Bravo sprinkles on top. Ruby, don't forget that as we catch up on the Bravo chaos, we also like to catch up on the chaos of our lives. And there's never a shortage of that. Here's this week's episode. Let's pop off. Howdy, sailors. You're at popofcolorpod.com. Click for more info. Or just listen. Listen up, sailors. (laughs) I kind of went hybrid there. A lot of hybrid. Yeah, I was like, wait, like that wasn't as like clever as normal. Western nautical tech, (laughs) bro. (laughs) It's just like an identity crisis. It's fine. You said you're having an identity crisis? I said it's giving identity crisis, but I probably am having one too at any given moment in time. It can happen anytime, you know? Yeah. She's struggling. I think I lost my driver's license, which is unfortunate for a few reasons. So if you see me on the road, no, you didn't. Um, yeah, well, so I think I, I had to have lost it. I was in the airport yesterday and I had it to go through security and I put it in the little pocket of my bag. And at some point it must've fallen out when I was trying to pull something out of that pocket. So it's probably on a plane or in the airport, go me. And then someone, uh, tried to do fraud on my debit card. So now I have to wait and get a debit card on Thursday. So, uh, I know that let's fucking go. Yeah. Also, let's clarify, like Mercury retrograde doesn't mean that like everything goes awry. All it means is like, you have to be cautious with communication. So like, you just have to like double check things, take your time hopefully like not just impulsively sign on to new contracts and decisions that um, are like, yeah, just take your, take your fucking time, like reread everything, triple check. And if you have arguments, like they do say breakups that happen during Mercury retrograde never stick. And I mean, me and John's was one of them. It did not stick. <laughs> I was like, is it Mercury retrograde or Venus retrograde? Or Both. Just- um, from what I hear, like Venus okay. retrogrades can also be transformative. Like it's more of a, like I, Mercury retrograde, it's a lot of miscommunication, but with Venus retrograde like it can be transformative for relationships like conversations can happen that can either make or break a relationship um is what I was told um but yeah okay so you didn't verify no just kidding (laughs) how the fuck am I gonna verify that shit (laughs) I just meant like reading from a source I this is what I read from a source Ruby I mean, you said a person told you as this, this is what I when I say this is what I'm told like it is because I oh. either read it or like okay. a person that studies astrology told me okay. this. <laughs> I was like wait a minute you sound like John when he's like talking about my TikToks he's like you and that TikTok all that misinformation you need to check it listen have you ever seen John and I in the same room who knows if we're not the same person <laughs> Because the number of times you're like, John would say that. Uh, like, well, you know, oh, you know, of my existence. We're, we're compliments because Aries, Libra, Sun, Sun, and then Cancer, Capricorn, Moon, Moon. Yeah. Uh, Why do you think that we're together? Because everything but 
terrorists. Everything but our Capricorn and Aries sun get meshed very well. <laughs> L O L. I'm gonna cry. Sorry, I was watching Roni today, so I was feeling combative. <laughs> oh my god, it's been th- this whole episode was so fucking combative. Like I was trying Girl, to we're fighting. Like I was trying to find things to like to to record and caption for you, like to send to you, or you know, yeah. like for social media stuff. And I was like, I don't fucking know because this whole episode is like, oh, we'll get into it. But I was like, this whole episode is Game of a lot. Was shaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Battle lines were drawn, y'all. So you better get buckle up and get ready. But you know, I, I can just tell you with my poppy, my poopy, whose side of the battle I'm on. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> We're going to be on opposites. Go. Okay. You- well, my poopy is no longer the poopy is no longer the poopy because someone else prompt that okay After i just looked at some bravo news from our email um jessel's my poppy okay okay bitch you liked her last week what are you saying right now i'm not saying i didn't like new her. week new bitch <laughs> yes well first of all we know that i'm loyal to nobody except r-u-b-y but um i what i will say and it's gonna be the most labor response ever I see both sides, but I just like Aaron's side more in the argument. I so- see both sides, but I don't like a gang up and I feel bad like sure. for Jessel. Like I feel like Jessel's mis- very misunderstood. Yeah, I, I think she's on her. I think she's very misunderstood and she's easy. She's an easy target. And she because she like doesn't like she says things, but she doesn't like and she stands on them, but she doesn't really have much of a backbone. Like that doesn't, they don't equate to the same thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she says things and she's kind of crass because a Brit and I've heard they're very well, crass. Well, that was giving, I didn't like that because it was giving me uh, LVP PTSD whenever like LVP would just do a dig and she would always just claim it was her quote British humor. And I was like, no, you're using that to cover up the fact that you're passive aggressive. Like there's British humor and there's, you just want to dig at somebody you don't like in an socially acceptable way. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so that but I do think that Jessel's stuff is just, trauma. I think that her, her, I think that her stuff is just really it. Cause she wasn't giving a dig. She was saying cackling hacks. Cause that's just like a saying that, you know, like an expression, like she wasn't trying to dig at like call them like old witches like you you know like literally like she was just so more so why is she your poppy how about that rather than the other girl like because, forget what the other girls are doing why is she your poppy? yes how she's my poppy that? because because i don't like a gang up and i felt bad for her but you like, don't like anything she didn't do anything extraordinary this week you just felt bad for her so you gave her a um pity. i mean and she had all the connections like she literally like brought everyone to her charity event was like hey bitches like yeah like you guys talk about my career you talk about i have no career you talk about this but hey look at all these vogue editors and all these people at my event like fuck off and i think that she just like she tries to like um make things right like in her own way like they want her to be straight up an apologist and say like i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that she's like no i stand on what i said but i do still want to make things right with you like i don't want us to have tension like i want to learn you i want to get to know you and so i like that about her and like it just seemed like so much of this episode she just wanted to cry and i was just like poor jessel that's funny (laughs) Um, i like didn't clock that but i was also eating while i was watching the episode so i I wasn't really looking at people's faces Oh, Jessel. Um, my poopy. Uh-oh. 
this might be two weeks in a row I'm like who was my poopy last week I don't know I don't I think I had one last week yeah okay I think this she was my no I'm like okay she Beth beneath Franco <laughs> the because, because I mean word on the street is the bitch like proposition to show to Bravo and they shelved it so oh, is yeah. this just like payback like so, you're sitting here saying they're you're they're not they they're not great, and but you bitch, you trying to get on the network. The timing is impeccable. I mean, did she know that like SAG was going to go on strike six months ago? Probably not. Right. But, but it didn't hurt that like she got this idea while she was still probably reeling. Mm-hmm. From, and it, but it's hard to say, right? Like part of being like you're an entrepreneur part of being a business person and all of that too is like you pitch let's say a thousand ideas and only two or three happen right like I don't think this is her first or last one right I feel like it's half like it's 50 50 like I'm sure it didn't hurt and like we were talking about last week because what we talked about wasn't necessarily like she's a poopy we were just saying like you're like how do you feel about this and I was like I feel like she just sees opportunities sometimes and like fixates for a minute. And then when she gets bored, she tosses the idea. So it's like, I don't think that her care for this union thing is that deep, but I think, you know, yeah, that happened, but I don't think it was, a, there's a direct causality there. Oh, for sure. And it's just like sending me cause I'm like, girl, girl, yeah. like, it's just like, we all can see the desperation, like for her to stay relevant when she already has, like, she already created, like, a lane for herself. Like, there are things called the Bethany Clause because of, like, her mm-hmm. disruption when it came to, um, you know, like, you're having a business and promoting your business on TV. Like, she made her way with Skinny Girl and with the other things that she's doing. She did great work with, like, charity work. Like, just stay where you are. Like, if you, it's it's giving me NeNe. It's giving me, like, I- you're, you're burning a bridge that you don't know if you, if you want to burn for for real or but not. I, I think it's like I think Bethany different from Nini like I'm sure Nini has a good network and all of that but I think Bethany has so much money oh she does we were talking about last week too like she still has like internal work to do that she just like doesn't want to for whatever reason yeah and so like while I think she's like overall happy there's like something in her that like can't be calm like after a while, like she'll do like her breaks, right? And like she posts like be on vacation right. with her daughter and with her fiance and whatever. Right. But like there's something in her that like can't stop working. And like that's respectable in some ways. But she just goes like she just digs a little too hard sometimes. And she's just so intense. Like the video of her with the shellfish and her going into like TJ Maxx to tell you like what's a good deal for a coffee mug. Like Everything is just her yelling all the time. It's giving Dr. Simone a little bit where I'm like, you just need to like lower your voice like to yeah. and, and lower will, your and mind. I will, and I will enjoy it. And I'm not trying to like tone police or say women need to be likable, but it's just exhausting after a while. Lower like, your voice and lower the, the voices in your mind because it's- I know you, I know you defend her or like that you like her, which is acceptable, but it's Good. kind of like Bethany is doing- the overexposure bit which is how I feel about like some actresses like Jennifer Lawrence like halfway through the hunger games of it all like two-thirds you lost me I'm just kidding (laughs) I know but like the like she was so overexposed and like so many canned bits and I just feel like when you just I have too much it's like I just need a break you know like 
Just I mean, that's not J-Lo's fault. That's like her manager, like her manager and like PR's fault. Like this is all Bethany J-Lo Frankel. has rights. I don't think Bethany Frankel like listens to anything her PR says. I think her PR are yes people. And they're like, yeah, sure. Do that. Whatever. <laughs> they're like so, literally like, mid, like midway texting or looking at social media. Like, oh, you want to do that? Yeah, sure. They're uh-huh. like, you pay me so much money. I don't care. <laughs> Bethany's like Justin Bieber. Like she just has so much money that <laughs> there's no one that's going to say no to them. Like, remember Justin Bieber was really dark and, like, you know, was getting, like, a monkey from Germany. And so he got baptized in his backyard? I don't know. I don't keep up. I was, like, not in the Justin zeitgeist until... uh, I love a good backyard baptism, like, when I see them online, like... I'm Catholic. Black China. (laughs) We just do it properly in a church when you're a baby. (laughs) I mean, those church... Those church baptisms are really just, like, pools, I mean, oh, it's, we, it's a bathtub no, we in the do, middle of the... We don't do the... body dunks. We don't do body dunks. Oh, you just do a splash in the face. Like, if it's a baby, you, like, hold the baby over the little bowl thing, and then... So, how do, you like, the adult, like, Catholics that, like, convert? Um, I feel like they probably just, like, tip their head back, too, and then just, like, drizzle the whole <laughs> Sprinkle of Jesus. We yeah, we're, like, we have a, a nice event after this. Like, we're not fucking up people's hair. We're not fucking up our... Like, we're not doing an outfit change and, like, a touch-up. Well, you know, I don't subscri- subscribe to any of that. Like, like I literally to remember... Jesus? No, not to Jesus. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> we have a heathen in our midst. <laughs> I have not been baptized, nor do I plan on doing such. I baptize myself every day when I take a shower and cleanse myself of all the energy of all of the demons in my life. And on the outside world. Okay, spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> like that got mad deep. What's like Florida water? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just a, a three month old. I hardly remember it. And little Ruby was like, was "What fun. is that water?" <laughs> I I believe I was sleeping, which that's so shocking to everybody who knows me that I was sleeping at any point in the day. And then they woke me up with those little drops. We did it on the island because, you know, it doesn't count here in America. (laughs) American Catholics aren't the same. We had to go to my native land and drip drop on me. And so that sounds gross. Anyway, um, (laughs) my poppy of the week, which is funny because you just mentioned her in a few seconds ago, is Nini. Because that interview was so funny. With Carlos King? Yes. her She did this podcast interview with yeah. a producer of both Atlanta and Potomac, who was like the showrunner when they had like their peak seasons of Atlanta, which is the slumber party in Savannah and all of that. And she just like is so funny. She's such a naturally funny person. And I was just cackling like, and they were, it was a long interview. So like, I would be listening to pieces, like if I was driving or in the shower and I was just like, Lenethia's stiletto is on my neck because I cannot stop laughing at this woman. Like she's just very unapologetic. And it's really like one, it it gives one of one, you know what I mean? Like, did she fuck some things up? She was like, very like, um, like she's trying to unburn the bridge. You can tell because she's very like. I just want to sit in a room with Andy and, you know, somebody else and just talk it out, you know? And the number of times she cited that she was a Sagittarius and I was weak because she like recognized, she's like, you know, we blow up and then it's over. And then we want to be friends again. It's funny because Andy is a Gemini. So they're also sister signs. So they're like mutually chaotic. So I feel 
Do you know, Mimi's one of those people that I do hope, like, I hope that now, of course, she's going to have to let go of the lawsuit with NBC and with Bravo and Andy Cohen, like all of that has to go away. But I do hope that like, there is like a a path back because Atlanta needs Nini so bad. Oh my God. Or like even give her a silly show, like in in the vein of crappy, like, like she was supposed to do that road trip show with Kim Zolziak. Yeah. Like give her something like that, but with like Portia or Kenya or something. Yeah. Someone that she gets along with. Yeah, or someone that Kenya said on Carlos King that um, she is a force all on her own. She built the house, but it also got foreclosed. She forgot to pay the bills. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) That's why I kind of like it would be Nini and Portia if we wanted big sister, little sister, but it would be Nini and Kenya if we wanted to see like frenemy, you know, because they're both so funny. Um, and then I was literally referencing her thing of like star quality or starless. Did you hear that or like see the clips of that online where like she called like Robin and Giselle and yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, why did I get dragged into that? I was like, <laughs> I was talking about like a coworker and I was like, Ruby star person X starless. <laughs> <laughs> so Nini is my poppy of the week, my delayed poppy of the week. Um, my poopy of the week is Margot from Below Deck Down Under because she's really grading me. <sighs> <laughs> the pick me girl energy is just the meter has broken because it's she literally pick it off. pick it like it's it's literally anyone can pick me. Like I don't care who is picking me. And, and the only also, contender of who can pick her is Harry. And, but also, like, the way that she's acting about this new suit coming on, and she's like, of course, she's gorgeous. And, like, just making it all about, like, comparison instead of, like, uplifting other people. You know what I mean? Like, she's never seen this girl before, and she has, like, all this commentary for her already. I just hate that kind of dynamic. You know what I yeah. mean? Being like, well, she's hot, but I'm excited to, like, work with somebody or, like, get to know her or whatever you know what I mean but it was yeah. very like oh all of a sudden I'm not going to be the prettiest single person on here, in her opinion like mm-hmm. she's gorgeous too so this is kind of like in her mind she's like oh here's my competition now for I mean the other anybody. girl is very like I mean she's very like Victoria's Secret model pretty you know like as far as like yeah I mean, she, she gives Fembot pretty yeah um, but she's and she seems nice so far did you watch the episodes from yeah but she also like kissed listen you got (laughs) listen it's an open field you gotta do what you gotta do true those bitches aren't your friends and i'm like you she knew them for a day like a connection is a connection also like culver was not that into serena everybody can calm down he was he is always into the i was telling john this i was like he always goes for the kitchen chef because he can get extra fucking free food he can try yeah. the whammy the culver lamb chops beforehand sc- first of all culver is a scammer first and foremost i like him but culver is a scammer like when joelle was like <laughs> what he said He's like, he acts like he's working, but he's not really doing anything. I was like, that was how Culver was last season. Last year, yeah. Also, I was nauseous with excitement at how stirred up both Asia and Zarina were when Joelle arrived. I was like, real drama? Because not that the other stuff wasn't real drama, but this was like fun drama. You know, I was weak. (laughs) I was weak when Aisha was telling Zarina like, 
you know, he seems like, and she's like, girl, like, he's like my brother. He's the fuck my friend. Like, I'm not interested in him like that. That scene was really weird to me, but they were both like pretty, it looked like they were both pretty hammered. But Aisha was talking to her like he was a predator. Like, (laughs) girl, like, he is. (laughs) But also, Aisha was definitely projecting a lot because from what I saw, I thought Zarina was literally just being friendly. And it's like, if you've known someone for a long time, like, you know, and also she, and also Zarina, but Aisha knew too, Zarina knew that um, Joao was like having a hard time integrating with his team so I think she was really truly just trying to do like I don't want to say mom energy but like example energy because Aisha was just kind of being polite but she wasn't really trying to forge anything with Joao and so like I think Zarina was trying to be like hey everybody like he's a good guy like let's welcome him and Jamie and all this stuff you know what I mean yeah and so I just feel like Aisha I feel like Aisha being drunk because it was just really weird that she was like you want to have sex with him and Zarina was like no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> like, Serena's made it clear who she wants to have sex with, Culver or Jason, aka the <laughs> The way that Serena makes it exorbitantly clear, I'm doing a Shannon Bedore hands. <laughs> the way that Serena makes it exorbitantly clear who she wants to fuck. Yeah. She has no reason to lie to Asia. So it just freaked me out. I hate when people like project weird shit that. For sure. It's like, shut, if you're drunk, shut up. Like, stop saying Say weird nothing. Shit. Go away. Like, go back to the states where your boyfriend is and leave us alone. I'm also like not an Asia rider either, so like it, I'm very quick to turn on her. I mean, I think I- she's super sweet, but every sweet person has like a like no one is like sweet enough to not have a side to them. Like everyone, and sometimes it's like really sweet ones that have that like. Well, it's like very put on side, you know? yeah. Like, ah. and like when she gets all excited laughing and like her face contorts, I'm like, it's not that funny, girl. Like, I mean, I think she's like adult. seriously a giddy person, but again, everyone has multiple sides. Well, another person who could take it down a couple decibels. <laughs> um, but yes, <laughs> I very much enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the like Joao coming in, like kind of sending everybody into a tizzy. And I think in the midseason trailer last week, it's implied like Margot and Joao make out. So I'm excited yeah. for that. But don't worry, guys, because I already went on Instagram and like Joao has another girlfriend. So I guess he got over his disengagement by the time filming of this show was over. <laughs> like literally a week after the filming of the show was over. Yeah. Was like, oh, here's my new girlfriend. So that man stays busy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, and then Adam, who was like, I just want to stay friends with everybody. He met that new girl and he was like, or, you know, I could hang out. Like all the guys were like, hi, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, I think Adam and Jamie would be more of a fit than Jamie and Culver. Like, I don't know why Jamie went for Culver versus Adam. Because I think Adam is just. I think Adam's like our style with like the Brooklyn accent and like the blue collar energy. And like mysterious. Like he doesn't like talk too much. I love a man that doesn't talk too much. I mean, I love when a man doesn't talk too much because usually that's when I stop being attracted to them. But I think it's because like Adam's not a like very cerebral person per se maybe, maybe not i, I, I can't imagine culver is very cerebral but he could just talk a lot of mess that would make you laugh you know what i mean i mean like, I, feel like, with I, the I feel like culver has like an austin from southern charm thing where like they're funny like they're actually funny in the sense that like they're just kind of like silly and 
But Adam is like bad boy energy. He's like street smart energy. He's like, I oh, walk, yeah. like, I walk on the street out. side so that you don't get hit with puddles and a and yeah, car. We're like, not like filming this. So your face is like, mm. y'all need to watch this bitch's face. Like she's I mean, these are just my natural faces. These are my <laughs> natural hand motions. I would not be recording. I mean, we are recording, but I would not be posting this looking this ugly. I know, but I'm just <laughs> you were really giving a lot of face for just me. It was killing me. Yeah, it's just for you. When you're doing it's all dive. for you. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> I saw her emotion. Um no, I think Adam's super I think like overall it's like a on average attractive deck crew. You know what I mean? For like their ages and stuff. <laughs> Your face. Well, I will just say that Mario also asked if Harry was gay when she like first met him to Aisha. Mario's also from Wisconsin. And as someone with Midwestern heritage, like the lack of exposure to different cultures and personalities is real. So Mm -hmm. I think just like anybody that has like that European or Commonwealth kind of personality is hard for them. Also, when I was like a teenager, I think like because of the emo phase of life, I always loved tall, skinny guys to the point where my mom was like, oh, if he's skinny, Ruby will date him. And I'm like, bitch, next to this ass, everyone's going to look skinny. I don't want a linebacker. <laughs> like, see, I always like the, the athlete. Yeah, we know you've detailed it <laughs> in great detail on this show. Any height. It didn't matter. Short kings call India. No, I'm kidding. I had a couple short kings, but they did not last. Because in general, like, no, nah, I need to look up at you. You, you are in that Uba space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the short when kings. It's like short bald men look up to you and see the stars. I was like, I can stack. He he can stand on his money. Hilarious. Um, yeah. Um. So I watched Couch Talk, and it was giving too much like TikTok ADHD to me. Because it's 20 minutes and they run through like four clips from four different television programs in the 20 minutes to talk about. And it just like, I didn't really understand it or enjoy it very much, to be quite honest. It, I mean, I mean, they already do something like you said, they like they already do that where they like rewatch the episodes and like. I think that their pairing is good. I just wish it would be either a galley talk, like we just bring Captain Lee into like regular galley talk and they could just do below deck down under. But what does he care about Crappy Lake? And you know what they should do? Remember that show? Um, Hell, not was it called Hell's Kitchen? No, maybe where um that uh, chef I forget what his name is that like really rude one would go and. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay would go in people's kitchens and like redo, like restructure them, like consult them and tell them like why they were failing. Oh, they like they do that for like a boat. Like, yeah, where there's that like a funny. shitty, shitty crew, like shitty crew. And like they both go in and like kick their ass into gear because they're both kind of like blunt and rude. Yeah, they're hard asses. Yeah. yeah. So they would just give it to them straight. Yeah. I like that idea. But yeah, Couch Talk, I just was like, I don't get it. And also, I don't think it's a good use of like their chemistry. Yeah, because it's like yeah, Kate's a hardcore person. Like, because whatever that pandemic square show was with like Kate and Hannah and Giselle and Portia, I forgot what that was. But like, it feels like they're trying to recreate that with this, and it's yeah. just not the same with Captain Lee. Like, he's 
a sweetheart and he's funny in his own way but like having him respond to like Giselle's Casa Azul dilemma is just dumb like it just doesn't doesn't equate so yeah that was my thoughts uh it's giving too much TikTok for me and maybe that just means I'm too old for it and I'm okay with that maybe Um, (laughs) shall we take a break and then talk about Roni, let's do it. It's like <laughs> doing. India loves to hit the record button as I'm about to like finish <laughs> a sentence. I kind of do that quite often without really like knowing it. Like, but I guess consciously, I'm subconsciously, subconsciously I'm cutting you're you off. like, let's okay, shut up. Her. <laughs> or you're like, let's catch her in the act of saying something suspect. I mean, I cut it out anyway, so. Not me. I'm a little angel. Do you see the halo? Ruby has been calling me all the, like, pet names via text uh, recently, which I actually love. Calling you pet names. Like, today she called me, uh, what did you call me today? You called me a, wow. I didn't realize we talked so much today. (laughs) Yeah, because you Little snow angel. Speaking of designs, you guys, we have something coming up. We have a new <laughs> venture within our venture, and that is live every fourth Wednesday of the month. Okay, I just said that all wrong. We will be going live every fourth Wednesday of the month at 8 p.m. to discuss all the chaos of Bravo and, of course, the unhingedness of our lives. So tune in. Come. We're going to let people in and chat with us about all the things and we're very excited if we're sitting in the same spot we usually are yeah our facial expressions like you said like all the crazy things except for it's unedited so r.i.p to that (laughs) losing followers by the second (laughs) and if you do miss out we will be posting it the next day uh via uh our normal podcast so but don't be a loser. Follow us at Pop of Color Pod on Instagram now so that you get that cute little notification that says Pop of Color Pod is going live. And then you can be like, oh my God, let's see what these bitches look like. Yeah. We'll be like, Bleh. minus our memojis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we look just like them. <laughs> Pretty much. My Except hair is my- longer. Yeah. I was like, my hair changes every four months. So good luck to whatever it looks like by then. Yeah. Keep- I'm pretty straight and narrow. My bangs are finally growing out. I'm way more satisfied with them. Your curtain bangs that mm-hmm. you've got yourself? They're now like like here, which is great. It's the perfect length for me They're now. They're like a layer now. Yeah. She pointed to her chin, y'all, when she said she was talking about her bangs and then said, yeah, and said they're about here. Yeah, they're like right by my Long chin. Whereas before arms. they were like above my, like they were like at my nose before. Hair. I had my mom just Rose cut. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> hair grows back. Wow. Mine is not growing fast enough. I'm over this shit. I love your your short hair. I like in I theory, live vicariously through you. I in theory like it, but that humidity is just a bitch and ten halves. Yeah, I don't know why they say, like, cut your hair short during the summer and then grow it out during the winter because 
You're right. It, it should be the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I get because it's hot and you don't want to like have a bunch of hair like on that going down. Oh, your yeah. Back. Like everyone kept being like, oh, you know, like everyone has to make small talk. They're like, oh, it must feel so good being off your neck. And I'm like, not when it looks like a frizz ball. But thanks, Sheila. Look, if I had my hair that short, like I wanted to, I really did. A, everyone was like yelling at me not to like you're crazy. Like your hair is so long and beautiful. What the fuck are you doing? But also because with short hair, if I wore it curly, I would look like Corey Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) I, the picture is like a continuous face crack. It's giving Chia Pet in my head. (laughs) The last time I cut my hair short, and I don't know if you remember this, but when I lived in Richmond, like my hair, I cut it when I had like um, blonde hair, I cut it like right below my shoulders and I could not wear it curly at all. Like I looked insane. Oh no. <laughs> the struggle is real for the curls. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh my God. The sunset looks so pretty outside my window. Okay. I have, I have a, I can't see the sun because I live in between the, like, in between things that is sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyways i guess we should talk about roni why are my eyes closed i need to get it together um so we open like on the end of Bryn's giving and Bryn is telling like her story of like her tough childhood like it's not directly like um labeled like a suicide attempt but like she did like consume like a an a, like abusive substance as a small child due to her struggles and stuff and it just you know made me feel for her and i think it was just a good reminder for people like the people it's like this sounds so like fake deep and annoying and instagramy but like the people who seem the happiest sometimes are the ones you don't know like what they've been through or what they're dealing with and like why they act in such a manner. Right. And I just always say like depression comes in so many different forms. Like no one would have probably ever guessed that I was depressed last year. So when I'm open about it with people and I'm like telling them like, look, I was in a really dark space last year. And like, I just never vocalized it to anybody. It like, I think it becomes like, really like, because it just, it looks so different on, on other, on, on everyone. Like, and just because you're functioning in society, you know, like quote unquote, like a normal person doesn't mean like you're not dealing with things internally. And so I think that's why, like, it's always important to like, be kind, like it, like a smile, like asking someone how they're doing, like those things go a long way. Checking in on your friends, like not like assuming that like, and taking it personal when they don't respond to you or when they are busy, like they say they're busy or they can't talk. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Just have grace, like grace. I literally said they have grace for people and have patience for people. Yeah. Grace and, and patience go a long way. Yeah. And like when you said, don't take it personally, like my closest friend from work and I, we always like, she has like the four agreements posted, you know, at work mm-hmm. and like, don't take it personally. And like, that's literally the biggest lesson people need to like work within life is like when someone's acting in a certain way it's rarely because of you it's always because of like whatever they're dealing with and trying to cope with and I loved what Bryn said about choosing happiness and I like very much related to that part where it's like if you've experienced a lot of I don't want to say bad things in your life but a lot of struggle in your life Mm -hmm. a really good sense of like gratitude and awareness and like that it is an active choice to be happy every day 
and that we all have the capability to do it. And so, you know, like I've been encountering a lot of people lately where it it's clear respectfully, like, as we just said, like have grace and like, think about what their story could be. There's people who like clearly could be struggling more because the things that they're complaining about, I'm like, bitch, it's really not that deep. Like if this is the most thing you're worried about in your life, like you should be a little more self-aware to know that you've got it pretty good. And oh yeah, so- for sure. And they, that, there's that saying where they say like a person that is like, that isn't grateful can have everything and think they have nothing. And a person that's grateful can have nothing and feel like they have everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just have been learning like, okay, like I can't just like always be complaining about the things going on in my life. Like I need to like, focus on the good and focus on like being grateful for things and focus on like what I already do have because when you're like because that opens up like the universe to giving you more um and I would say like if you're like complaining about like coming from a space of lack or like a not you India but like you people um not you people you get where I'm going with this you the royal you (laughs) as it were like if you're coming from a space of like scarcity or lack or negativity, it's like important to take a step back and say, why am I like looking at things from this perspective? Like, is it really that bad? Or is this like a choice that I'm making? Because it's just like, it's like they say, you survive hundred percent of your bad days. Like you, like there's always something good in each day as well. And so it's just like, you are making that choice to make yourself miserable at times too. Like there's oh, a yeah, for sure. health, like we're saying like, going through depression or depressive episodes or anxiety and like you actively just choosing to have a negative perspective and if you really can't get out of that like go find a professional like go talk to someone because there's no shame in that we've both seen therapists before and it's a very illuminating process to either talk to somebody unbiased or mm-hmm. have someone that helps you like reshape your perspective as well oh, for even sure doing, even if there's nothing for you to do just sharing it out loud with somebody else sometimes does so much work with somebody professional not just with like your friends or your family because that's also like unfair to them for them to become your therapist because you're not um Mm -hmm. your shit whatever that might be oh yeah for sure um and it takes work like it's not something that happens overnight because and I was um I've been on and on reading this book it's just so fucking scientific that I just like have to put it down sometimes but um Dr. Joe Dispenza who's like really big like he studies these things and like mindset and like transformative things in people's lives and like he always relates it to science like yeah um and how he was saying like you know when you've like been telling yourself these things consciously over and over again like you can't expect to like break that cycle mentally like overnight like it's gonna take time to break that and you just have to keep like training your brain to like think differently and to to operate differently um and I being someone who has always like practiced or like has read a bunch of like self-help books I realized like I never applied as much information like to my life as I could have or it didn't make sense to me like I didn't it didn't click until like you know like a certain point like or things just keep clicking as I go along um and it takes time like for sure so be patient with yourself have grace have grace and patience with others but also have grace grace and patience for yourself and just know it gets better like troubles don't last always rain after a rain there's always like sunshine pretty flowers metaphors so 
And just know if it's raining in your life, it's going to stop. It's the sunshine point. shall arise. Just look okay. forward to that. Okay, perspective. Well, <laughs> the show's oh, You know over. me. I'd be on my. Go to, go to bed blessed. My mental health and wellness <laughs> kick. I can't help it. I'm um, not complaining. I'm just saying, okay, quotes. Like, that's all. <laughs> I think Maya Angelou said that. She said something like that. Let's not give her, not that she's not the best, but just like, let's not throw her. Okay. Just I like, like said, bitch, but no, Maya Angelou did say that. Someone I saw, not those words verbatim, but she said, like, rain, like, rain doesn't last. Like, storms don't, don't last. They do yeah. pass. Something that's of that like, nature. I just feel like people on online, they'll just say whatever. And then my Angelou. Yeah. My Angelou. <laughs> and I think oh, I told sure. you already about that pizza place here called Mary Angela's. And I always see it. And I think my Angelou pizzeria. And I'm like, I need to get a grip, y'all. Oh, my Angelou said every storm runs out of rain. And that's what she said. All right. There you go. Proper quote. We hope. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after Thanksgiving, um, Unless you want to talk about if hand jobs are back, but I don't care. Um, I was just gonna go to side talk talking about her job, but um, else you have for Thanksgiving? I'm like, what else do I have? Um, okay, I, I again, about anything with the word job in it is a job, and I deserve compensation. Uh, for sure, like office sex in the city. I mean, you, I know you don't watch that. Samantha saying like a blowjob. We have to, we have to breathe, suck and moan all at the same time like honey they don't call it a job for nothing <laughs> i hope those sciences are clear baby <laughs> it's allergy yeah stuff. <laughs> and he had like disgusting tasting like spunk is oh. what she it. and so she was I hate like, when people call it she was like, spunk. Look. i would rather somebody say jizz than spunk spunk grosses me out because it sounds like junk or gunk so it sounds I like mean, it's all disgusting but I mean, she's like look disgusting. if i if you can taste it and you are okay with it then i'm okay with it and he tasted it he was like oh i have proud i got the entire time and was like actually okay i'm okay with it she's like fuck (laughs) i have seen that episode (laughs) oh it's i i would rewatch i would watch the seasons i haven't seen before just for samantha like she is the only character that i truly respect well, I'm glad that you can like now stream it because if not, I could definitely mail you my copies. I have all the DVDs. That's okay, India. I, I found them on sale one one time and was like, oh, I'm picking all these shits up. It was years ago. Oh, I mean, I have like all the teen shows. So I have, um, I don't know if I have my OC DVDs, which plug for myself. I did an episode for the OC on my other podcast with Ambular and it's funny, I think, which is rude to say because I'm one of the hosts. When did the episode come out? On Monday. Really? I didn't know that you um No one's guilty pleasure is back, baby. Yeah, I didn't know it was Double back. Pain. What the fuck? Why it's didn't you download button, y'all? I'm sorry. I like kind of well, I was, you know, staying with my grandmother the past few days. So I was like, I just have to post and get it out so I get started again. But we're going to be back with those weekly sessions, baby. You're going to love. Um, Next month is like uh, back to school. So it's going to be like a bunch of teen things too. Oh. Uh, but I digress. Why, where did I come from? With, oh, I have, um, I have, I think almost all of the One Tree Hill DVDs, but like that late era, I wasn't really like that into. So I didn't keep buying them. And I have obviously all the Gilmore Girl original box sets. 
but only the original show. No year in a life does not have a residency in my library. Mm. Year in a life is weird. And Lauren Graham's face. I'm sorry. Like women can all make choices. I'm Madonna's biggest fan. I just want more. Like the way that you don't like college worry is the way I feel about like 30. We need to put a we need to do a crossover and we need to put a poll on Pop of Color Pod is do you like college Rory more than high school Rory? Because India I just like seeing that people are human is one of two people I've heard of because I don't know the other person that's her broker <laughs> <laughs> who likes college Rory over high school Rory. I know people who like Logan over Jess, but they don't like college Rory over high school Rory I just prefer college Rory because I like seeing bitches make mistakes I like seeing that people are human like I and just think it's like, Rory in, in high school true. was like picture perfect she like did all the right things she made all the right decisions until she ditched her mom's graduation for some dick true but she overall she like made like very logical decisions college Rory made, was like woo. Like, that's the thing. It's like, she just was always a brat. So like, and she never really had to suffer consequences. I mean, she didn't in college when she stole that boat. Wasn't she just there like overnight? No. I mean, she was there overnight, but she had like uh, probation and like community service for like eons. She's, she recovered. I mean, obviously. But to like Paris with her grandma. Her grandma's like, yes, bitch, don't go to school. Be a socialite. I would <laughs> love to have a grandma to take me to Paris. <laughs> Not that grandma. Strings attached, baby. Look, I would suck it up. Put a buttercup for that to be in that will for mm-hmm. as much as I can get. No. I say this with grandparents a lot. <laughs> I mean, good for you. I just, I'm not saying that I'm not plotting, but I'm not saying that I am either. Good, good for you. I'm glad that that's, that's feasible <laughs> for you. Capricorn. <laughs> We've got to plan things out. I mean, I'm exposed to people like that because it's, especially your family, it's just grimy. I've been exposed to have experienced and it's like- Well, a, I mean, I say this as a joke. One of my like, triggers. I would not like want to be like, I, there, I there's always you. a price. Everything has a price. There's no free lunch. Yeah. No, I support you. <laughs> I want you to have something. <laughs> my grandparents and my parents are not Rico. So I just got to handle it. We, what do you mean Rico? Rich. Oh, yeah, but that isn't life insurance, bitch. What do you mean? I don't know if they have life insurance. I'm sure your parents have life insurance. I don't have life insurance on myself. Should I call Vicky? I think my mom has life insurance on me. I need to like investigate that. <laughs> I love that Vicky. Comes you can literally me. pull life insurance out on anybody as long as you have their approval and you have their social security. Like literally anybody. Well, I love that Vicky Gumbelson has um, life insurance on Don still. <laughs> Like the day that that man dies, yeah, she's gonna retire. I think that's when she's gonna retire. Um, I I know a friend of a friend because I'm just keeping this discreet. A friend of a friend's um ex, like his her her grandpa's ex wife, so had life insurance on him. So when he passed away, she got money. It's not a crime. It's very city girl. 
And you know, you like with your life insurance, you can like borrow from it while you're still alive. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Money is wild. There's so many loopholes. I learned that actually from Waka Flocka. It's truthful though. No, no, no. It's truthful. The the start of it was from Waka Flocka because he was on like a financial. Everybody listening. Do you see why John and I are like in? No, Waka Flocka was on a financial like a podcast and he was, they were discussing like different things that rich people do that poor people don't know about. And that was one of the things like he put money, like more money invested into his life insurance policy and then like borrowed from his life insurance policy to like, to like grow his, his, his wealth. Um, it was very smart. And then I also like then did more research on it and stuff. And he's so factual. He's very smart. Look, Waka Flocka might have, but (laughs) (laughs) the Taurus rising double cap. She was like, and here are a 1001 random ways to make money. (laughs) He's like, suck a short man's dick. I mean, that is an option. Your grandparents' life insurance. Yeah. Borrow from your own life insurance. Well, speaking of people who make money, um, I liked seeing Sai's solo segment about work because obviously too, like, I'm just like anybody else that's a content creator. I roll who like, I don't care. So I liked how she got to go into a lot of detail about like, here are all the people that I staff through what I do for a living and went through like just in a very she was really good at distilling it in like a very clear succinct way of like the mechanics of what she does oh yeah Um, I was a little like okay uh you know like when in a traditional workforce you look at someone's resume and you see a gap for a few years like my mental resume reading when she was like I went to college for biology I did an internship at Alberta Ferretti and then she jumped to I started like I wanted to work for myself so I started blogging mommy and me stuff I'm like her daughter's not that old. Her daughter's like probably 10 years old and she's 42. So between like 22 and 32, what was I doing? You know, oh, I looked at her LinkedIn already. Okay. Then what's the tea? Let me pull it up. Cause I remember being like, hmm, what does she do for a living? Right. Like, like that color. gap in there was a little bit like, mm. what's her last name? It's like the Silva. I wonder if she took it down already. No, she didn't. Okay. So Saida Silva, she was a digital, she was a digital marketer. Oh, oh no. She said, and founder. So never mind. Um, Okay. Okay. Um, Co, what? Okay. So it says she was co-founder of social media mall, which I don't even know what that means for three years from 2011 to 2014. Created in 2012 with the goal to leverage Instagram followers from like-minded influencers, building brand awareness across our database of over 1 million followers. Generated buzz for major clients, including James Jeans, Teeks, Yumi Kim, Hugh, Trendable App. I don't even know who those people are. Okay. Then in 2012 to 2014, she was a social media manager for One Gray Day. And then in uh, 2000- wait, can you share your screen? I want to see. Yeah. Hold on. How do I do that? Um, share screen at the bottom. There we go. Okay. Can you, can you see? Oh, see, can you see? No. Oh, it's about to start. Okay. Can you see? Okay. Required flare one. I feel like I've heard of that one great day. Okay. And then scroll down. And the this mall. is co-founder of social, of, of social Keep scrolling media. down. Where's the education? I want to see the graduation year. 
Oh, she's interested in J. Crew. How appropriate. <laughs> oh, schools. Not oh, she doesn't have, but she doesn't have like an education tab, like where it's the way that she has mm-hmm. skills there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, she does not. Because she's like 42. So she probably graduated, like she's my cousin's age. So she probably graduated in like 2001. But she, no, she said she didn't graduate college, remember, because she got kicked out because she couldn't afford it. Oh, you're right. You're right. But still, I'm saying like from going to like an internship when she was like 22 to like 2011 she was probably like 32 do you know what i'm saying yeah we need some more information she's just putting what's relevant to her current career yeah i wonder i wonder because it's like you don't put like i was a server at red you know when you're 42 you don't put i was a server at red lobster when i was 19 yeah and my mom always says like whatever job you get you don't have to put on your resume take the job suck it up and then do something else yeah come on wisdom all right but yes i in general just liked seeing her like explain me too her job because i think people are also conflating like her being an influencer with her having style and i want to be very clear on this podcast about something that irks me about society influencers don't like a lot of them don't actually have a personal sense of like some of them are quote fashion people but like overall, they don't have like a specific personal sense of style. They have like what they're being paid to promote and like what's trendy. You know what I mean? And like they do their job well because like I remember I was traveling over Christmas last year to visit my parents and I was like in a major city. And I swear every single girl had like the same white, chunky, you know, the dad sneakers and had the same type of like wide leg jeans and the same style bucket hat and the same kind of like camel colored like to the point where I was like this looks insane like not a soul you know like influencers are influencing like they are doing the verb in their job for sure but like I don't really like think that size required to be a fashion player do you know what I mean like those two things aren't like it, it can be a Venn diagram. They're mutually e- exclusive and influencers like can they could have, overlap slightly, but right. And they can have their own sense of style, but that doesn't mean that that's what they're necessarily promoting is their sense of style. Like now a good influencer like mixes their like natural content, like authentic content with like their paid content so that they're showing like their personality and demonstrating that like they have like they're not a robot and they're not just doing paid things like it's it gives it makes the audience trust you um but like I, I digress think yeah no I think that's like just something that's like a very distinctive thing between like a sigh and this is like no one is better than the other but like it's different like that distinction you see between like a sigh and a Jenna yeah. is like fashion and style and like kind of curating is Jenna's job and like actually determining things and like Sai works in like, first of all, multiple spaces. Cause like she said, she started in like the mommy and me space, which I'm so happy for her. She got out of, because I, that seems like a terrible space to me personally. Um, I love moms though. Shout out to y'all, but the mommy blogger arena. Anytime like my Instagram explorer has like made a mistake and thinks I'm in there. I'm like, I mean, it's oh. very, it's very, um, what's her face from New Jersey. Very Danielle. Yeah. Very Danielle. Yes. Hopefully she'll pivot too, but, but, um, but like, you know, like size doing a lot of different things and she's doing a lot of like media, like to me, hers is more like a media thing, you know, rather than a fashion thing. So like when people were just kind of coming for her, for her fashions, I'm like, she's not really meant to be 
like to me like a per like a like an independent original sense of style and everyone has a sense of style like every like and just because you don't like it doesn't mean that they don't like it like or that it's not like you know like or in like what's really in like have your own style like don't just wear things yeah it's like have your own point of view like I just see people just like buy everything that they see like Mm -hmm. some of those online nowadays regardless of like what you're like the color scheme that works like flattering on you and like your body shape and like what you're comfortable in you know like they're just like oh this looks good on this random model from Abercrombie so it should look good on me kind of thing yeah like it was kind of like when they were in the Hamptons and three of them were wearing like variations of the same outfit it's like that kind of mindset you know where she's blindly following what other people tell me and then there's people who like decide, which is more of the Jenna perspective. Or like, I like that Aaron has like a clear, like, this is the kind of things I like and like on me kind of thing. None of them are bad dressers, by the way. Let me clarify that. Yeah. It's just like kind of, I feel like clothing can say a lot about a person. <sighs> Let me get off my Libra soapbox. <laughs> you want to take a um, break and come back? Oh yeah, I guess so. I rambled for a little while and then we'll come back to our first queen off of the season. And I didn't come with the, up with that term. Someone tweeted that and I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, okay. BRB for the queen off. <laughs> All right. So the main event, well, two, one of two main events, the queen off. And like I said, that's not my term. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. I'm sure I have the tweet saved because I like, like too much stuff on Twitter. I have to be careful or on X. Like, is anybody calling it X? Can, it ha- can we not? Off? Because it hasn't even, I mean, A, it's still Twitter on my phone. Oh, wait till you get the change because it'll happen in front of you because that's what happened to me. I was like, I'm still a Twitter. And then well, why would he just completely it change a platform like that? But do you know how creepy it is? You open it seeing the blue and the bird and then it goes out and changes the little mini thumbnail in your face when it decides that you're done. It's Let's crazy. See. I don't want that. I'm not ready for that. And this is why big companies have boards to keep maniacs like Elon Musk from making drastic decisions to a platform that like, that's why the word, like the word tweet, like we tweet, like we don't X, we don't X. And I'm going to say something pretentious and annoying. Always trust an Aquarius rising, AKA me, because a long time ago I said on dating apps that if I saw that someone's dream dinner guest was Elon Musk, I was swiping left on that because I knew he was tool many yeah. years prior to my this. dream dates, either Oprah or Jay-Z. Those are acceptable. Okay. I don't even know. My dream date is myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm happily single and have a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love trash men. So like, I just like a different kind of trash than Elon Musk. I don't like tyrants. I just like trashy guys. So there you go. Fill in the blank. I think I might like, I think I might like tyrants. <laughs> well, we, we have our problems, you know? I, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, I can literally smell the leader out of a group. Like I can smell them. Like I know I can point to any group of men and I know which one of them is the leader of the group. I know which one is spending the money. I know which one is in charge. So I have a question for you on on my other podcast again this is not meant to be just a plug for the other one we constantly when we're doing rom-coms we talk about the steak and potatoes in a relationship 
and like how each couple, this is like coined by my friend Jade. I don't want to take credit for other people's thoughts. Um, that there's always someone who's the steak and there's someone who are the potatoes. Do you like to be the potatoes in the relationship? No. Be the steak. Well, okay. So I have to like, because I'm a, a, a steak in real and, life. And let me tell you something. Steak is not, or I mean, potatoes is not a negative. No. Like, because there are, there are scallop cheesy potatoes. There are like shoestring fries with truffle and Parmesan on them. So we're not saying potatoes is bad, but like there is the, the garden and the gardener, you know what I mean? Like there's the person who needs to be like the star and the one that's maintained and the coddle and not even star, but you know what I'm saying? Like there is like one person who's like sometimes a domineering force and one person who is like, I'm working my way around you and supporting you and like handling things like ease balancing the chaos you know what I'm saying so I think I used to be the, the potato and focus on like the steak right like and what does the steak need and how is the steak gonna concede I mean exceed succeed Ooh. damn all the easy <laughs> but now bitch I'm the steak like okay. I I need to be the center of your universe not really that's a lot that's a lot of responsibility but I do yeah like like, again it's not like that's the thing is like people I think people understand the metaphor right like because it's not both are both are necessary and both are good and both are strong but what if like okay but what if okay so you know how like at some restaurants you can just do like a platter of sides like I would prefer that we be both sides side like side dishes so so that we can like work around each other like mac and cheese and yams sometimes we allow for a couple to break and be surf and turf but it's like literally there's only been one where we've acknowledged that it's like a steak and a lobster in terms of equal like high octane in a successful way now you know i i i most of the time it's two steaks doing too much or it's, or, but most of, and like, I mean, I guess I don't really associate with like two people who are both like not decisive. Cause you need, you can't have two people who don't make decisions. You either have one and the other, or you have two people who are both trying to make all the choices. You know what I mean? Now, like in a relationship, I will say in that case, I do like to be the potatoes because I don't want to fucking like, like, I, I don't want to be a steak all the time like in my like I'm already a stake in my normal like individual life so in a relationship I want to be a fucking potato like a couch potato I don't want to have I've never heard couch potato as a choice I like that like I just want to chill like and I want you to like like ask me like hey like do you want like cheese on your potato it's not about the functioning it's not about how you treat each other it's about who you are as people I want to be the potato because I just want to worry about my potatoes and how I want them. I don't want to have to worry about like the, the big hoopla of things like, but you're supporting the steak, you know, you're making sure that you're making it sound so bad. Cause then I want to be the steak. No, because I know plenty. Listen, I know plenty of good people because again, there's a couple, like what's funny is that most of the people in my life, in like heteronormative circumstances, because I haven't asked like a same couple of this, most of the people in my life are the steak. 
stakes. Like the women in my life are the stakes and the men are always the potatoes, which is funny. But I think that there are, are plenty of couples in which the man is the steak and the woman is the potatoes. I mean, that's the thing. Like me and John like, are both so like dominant. Traditional thing. Me and John are both so dominant, but. But it's not a bad thing to be the potato. I'm just saying you're like adding more metaphors to it versus just like. I'm overthinking it. Yes. That's all I'm saying. It's like. I'm overthinking think, it, but. I think oh. I agree with your assessment of being potatoes. And I think that's a good thing. Would you say I'm the steak or the potato in John and I's relationship? I don't know John like that, but I feel like with your personality, you're the potatoes because you're like very supportive. You know what I mean? And you're like the comfort because the steak is like the blood and the adrenaline. And yeah. the potatoes is like breaking the fall, you know? Yeah. I'm super like dominant, but I'm super steak. chill at the same time, you know? especially in relationships. Like I'd, I'd like to take the backseat a little bit and yeah, not be the one that's like controlling everything. I try. I say some, sometimes I like boss John around. He's like, look, like you didn't have to say it like that. I'm like, sorry. His cancer moon comes out. He's like, you didn't have to talk to me like that. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, that Aries sun is the blood from the stake. (laughs) God, (laughs) that's the fire that the stake gets like grilled on. But it's very funny because like my mom and dad, she's the stake. He's the potato. My sister and her husband are, she's the stake and he's the potato. And then like, most of my female friends are the steaks and they are married to really nice potatoes. So that's all I have to say is that neither one is bad or good. Yeah. And again, here we are not talking about the television program. Um, we promise we liked it. Um, so we were talking earlier when you were doing poppy poopy and I was like, I understand both sides of their argument. I'm going to say like, they both have clearly like studied the show and know what the trigger phrases is. Like, I feel like, I feel like one Aaron said, like, I don't know why we're having coffee in the first place. And then Jessel came prepared with like a lot of like very um, traditional housewives points to make of like, you're not a woman who supports women. (laughs) Like she was like very triggered by like being accused of not working um she called herself a princess but like was kind of like implying that Aaron was saying that so it was just like a lot of stuff and I would say that like I decided with Aaron more because Aaron is just like more straightforward and it's just like here's how I feel like here's what I meant or like I wasn't trying to stir up stuff like this is just what it I also thought it was very weird that like they opened with Jessel saying like you weren't your usual warm self at Friendsgiving and it's like we've been over the point that she was just at a funeral that day people cannot just like shut off like their emotions about some people can, but like many people are like, I'm just trying to like participate. This is my job. Like I can't, you know, mm. fake it, fake it. And I thought it was also weird that Jessel just tossed in a phrase about like fake friends, because I don't think Aaron's ever been trying to like imply that they're close friends or something and then take it back. See, I took it way differently. Like I took what Jessel said. See, Aaron's a cancer and we both feel a certain way about cancers. And I, I saw it's like very interesting. Cause I, she's like the first cancer that I like. I saw ever. Aaron's cancer, like coming the fuck out. I thought she was like super hostile at like the coffee. Like she was super guarded, super. Like you could tell that she just was not wanting to like really engage. Like, so yeah. I think she already came in. Like, I don't really want to be here. I think Jessel was referring to like, you weren't your warm, normal self. I think she was, saying that in reference to her 
And I think Aaron was like that because Jenna had j- told her like the cackling hags thing. And I'm like, are we really making that big of a fucking deal if someone calling you a cackling hag? Like, there are way worse words to say, like, than cackling hag, like, yeah. in general. So I yeah, think Aaron yeah, was being part, like, I mean, I think that was definitely petty like, and hostile, also, like a dumb fight. Like, right. I, don't, I, don't, like I, I didn't even register that, like, in our review because it just, it just was random. Like, I feel like it was just like something to say something. But I think it's like the art, the, I think it's more like a sense of people. Like you can tell that Bryn, Sai, and Aaron are like a strong core of friends. And then like Jenna, Uba, and Jessel are kind of outliers that are like all loosely tied to them. Yeah. And, you know, even like, I think, I think Jessel is sensitive right now, obviously, like about like more things than like, I think they realize. And I think maybe like her, like starting her own business and like, you know, like all of that in like her kids and not having sex with her husband and like all these things like in her insecurities are like all surfacing on the show. And I think Aaron just doesn't have much like patience or like empathy. Like, like, I, yeah. I don't feel like it's a lot of bandwidth for it, but I guess I just don't see, I don't see just like getting and again it's editing right like there might be stuff on the cutting room floor we're not seeing and like she was really great when she was like sharing about her IVF and stuff I just like I just felt like it all sounded like mishmash you know what I mean like it was just like here are all the things that I have issue with about you like that came out of nowhere I don't know it just like kind of didn't make sense to me and just felt very housewivesy staged and then, like, it didn't help the the line about Tribeca right out the gate. I was like, bitch, I don't even live in New York. And I know that it's not up and coming in 2023. Yeah, I was like, was she talking about, like, that particular street? Like, or Tribeca in general? Like, that's probably why I have, like, a little bias towards Erin is, like, I like that she's, like, you know, authentic New Yorker, you know, multi-generation, all this stuff. And, like, it's not to say that people can't be New Yorkers who, like, move there and have lived there many years and stuff. But Jessel just gives me like strong Alex McCord energy. I said that last week too, where it's like, just like a wannabe and like a rubbing, you know, always talking about rubbing shoulders and doing like all this schmoozy stuff and like being kind of pretentious. And so, you know, she kind of like went into this thing, right. About like, I'm an immigrant. I came here with no money. And I was like, can we do a fact check? Like, what do you mean by no money? Like, and it's not to say like, there's no struggle in like being an immigrant and living thousands of miles away from your family and like experiencing a new culture and a new city, especially New York city and the fashion industry. But I was like, I don't perceive you as like having struggled again. I'll try to have grace as we've just like tried to push at the beginning of this episode, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's, I just don't feel like we're getting a true sense of her. So I can't like really side with someone I don't trust. And yeah, maybe Jessel meant like I came here on my own and I hustled. Like I didn't yeah, rely on my parents. Also is respectable to like grow my business and to like be the person that I am. But, but I just I feel like, like Aaron was like trying to find that. every. I just felt like Aaron was trying to find every little thing to like dislike Jessel, like any little thing. Because oh even yeah, she probably when has they, decided she doesn't like her and has just like kind of right when they flash back to the to the Bryn's giving and how Jessel was like, I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, that you were at a funeral. I didn't know that that happened, but I hope that it went well. 
I don't think that Jessel meant anything by it. I think she just meant like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I had no idea. Like, and I hope that it went well. Like, I hope that like, there was no hiccups, like that, like it went as well as it could have gone. I think that's what she meant, but she just doesn't have the like verbiage to like, I don't think they speak the same language in the sense of like their verbiage and like the way that they like say things. And I think Aaron just tries to find anything now to like dig at her about like, oh, wow, she said that. Okay. Checking yeah. that off. Okay. Like another, you know, like something else, like I'm telling well, and, you that. And Aaron has a Virgo moon. So I feel like the Virgo moon is jumping out even more than the cancer. Like having a lot of Virgo people in my life and a lot of Virgo placements myself. Like that check. Those are two okay. very scary signs to have together. Well, that's, cancer that's and Virgo. Ariana Maddox. Ariana Maddox is cancer sun Virgo moon too. I've seen. Um, but yeah, no, I, and this is not crediting Aaron, like, cause I feel like whenever there's two sides and you know, you say like, this is something that this person's lacking. It, like people think that you mean the other person has it just, just as an individual. I don't know that she has like a high emotional quotient. Like I just, and like, again, that could be for a variety of circumstances, how she was raised, her family, her schooling, blah, blah. I just don't think she has an emotional quotient and that's not good or bad, but I just don't think she understands like a lot of like empathy or awareness, right? Like the way she acted with the present, the way that like, you know, she's been interacting with all these women who are, um, have like a different personality, the comment about the funeral. Like, again, she did not mean anything by it, but I would also be like, thank you so much. You know, like, yeah, I think you don't have to say anything else. You can just say like my condolences. And that's I think it. it would help if like she had an ally on like the show that knew yeah, her. She definitely doesn't. That knew she that knew her. Too, but yeah, like that knows her, that knows how she speaks, that can like stand up for her and say like, wait, she didn't mean it that way. Because I do think she like struggles with like communication and like she kind of shuts down. Like mm-hmm. when it like when she feels misunderstood. And yeah. Aaron is like, what, like a very, Aaron's very dominant and Aaron's very like, yeah, like kind of like she reminds me a little bit of like a mean girl in school. Like this, just like, I'm going to nitpick at every little thing that you fucking say, yeah. because that's just how I feel about you. Um, And so I didn't really like that. Like this, like it was literally like cackling hags versus Jessel this season, this episode. And I just didn't really like that because I just don't like the gang up and like the group thing. Yeah um type of mentality minus jenna jenna was like she didn't mean it that way like it, she didn't it wasn't a and so i think jenna's just like a personality on her all on her own and uba i think uba didn't say anything either but no I mean, yeah uba well, doesn't know what cackling hats mean well that's why i said is like the other three are like clearly friends and like have like a sincere connection. yeah and again i think that's why aaron was so mad at the beginning of the season is that the two people who are probably her closest friends at the time were the ones who went to the other restaurant and like ditched yeah. her with all these people that she didn't really know. So it's like Uba mm-hmm. and Jessel and Jenna are all outliers. Right. You know, like they're kind of being brought into this group. You know, like we've heard a little bit about Uba, but like we see all these solo Uba scenes. It's not like Uba's really interfacing with the others in a casual setting. Jenna's very rarely interfacing with the others in a casual setting. Like she did one meetup with Jessel and one meetup with Aaron. And, um, and again, Jessel's doing a lot of like solo work until this like confrontation. So I think it's just clear like where the dynamics lie. So it gives like that sense of gang up because these people who are already friends have like formed an opinion based right. on 
you know, they have a chemistry, right? So they're laughing, cackling and, you know, all of that, you know, it all kind of just like led naturally through the dynamic. I guess I just understand sometimes like Aaron's perspective. Cause she says like, I have a low tolerance for bullshit and like similar. So, but also like, if this was my quote coworker slash colleague, I guess, you know, as like a co-star, I would try to have like a little more bandwidth for it, but it also makes it entertaining. Cause I bet, I very much relate to the concept. Like that's like my biggest pet peeve in life. I'm sure I have like 732 pet peeves, but like one of them is dealing with people who are used to being like coddled and like she described catered to is very much like definitely in my top three is like, if you are just like a baby about everything and are just used to kind of getting your way and you've never heard no people, I'm sorry, honey. I'm like here to crack the snow globe open and expose you to the real world. Yeah, but um, then they also like Barbie holding up the Birkenstock and saying you have to go to the real world. You don't get to keep the high heel. But then they also like say rude things. Like I think it was definitely a dig of Aaron to say to Jessel at the dinner, like, "Wait, you have a job?" Like I think that was definitely a dig. <laughs> that was shady. That was shady. I'm not gonna lie. That and side telling Jessel, like, "You sound like you're from old money because of your accent." Like that can be very offensive to her. Like I already deal with that on a regular basis. Like because I because of how I because of my accent and like even though Aaron I mean so I can say like that's a good thing like to Aaron I mean to Jessel that can be so offensive and then Aaron like also like taking a dig at like the wine and saying like it's a two buck chuck like it's just like wait I was weak though because you know how I feel about wine I'm right but I'm I'm picky as hell so I I don't but I wonder if Aaron would have still had that opinion because it doesn't seem like anybody else like it like there at least in that group had an opinion even though like one of them didn't drink like who knows what the other two were drinking there was probably liquor there available too but like no one else mentioned that at least that we saw but of course it was Aaron that like smelled and was like oh like this is gross like this is not good that was giving both cancer and Virgo yeah it was giving (laughs) like petty which both sons are petty I mean I guess I just liked that version of petty because I was weak (laughs) when she just like gagged and then in the confessional, she was like rancid. <laughs> it's so descriptive. I was weak at Brent saying, I love it. I fuck with the two buck chuck because oh, I yeah. too fuck with the two buck chuck. Yeah. Well, a good cool. one. I was going to say that's lucky for y'all. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I too, like there are good Trader Joe, Trader Joe wines. And like, I tell people all the time, um, if you like sparkling wine, that's dry and inexpensive. Uh, barefoot bubbly's extra dry is actually really good so not the brute cuvee not cuvee means sweet everybody like i don't know if that's what it translates to but anything that has the word cuvee in it is going to be super sweet the rosé whatever extra dry barefoot bubbly is 10 bucks and let me tell you it does the trick the rosé la ferme is pretty good with the rooster on the front oh yeah i'm just like not a like this is a again unpopular opinion i'm sorry my tongue is the way it is I'm not a big rosé person. There's a- I'm not either. It kind of tastes like a diaper to me. Um, <laughs> okay, tasting notes. <laughs> diaper. <laughs> Rash. And it makes me like super drunk. So I just try not to. Oh, it makes it. me, if I like it, it's on my dark list. Yeah. Vodka and rosé make the, the, what was that thing they used to call Stasi? The dark passenger. Yeah. Those are the dark passenger buttons for me. Oh. Never. We don't do that in this household. Um, anyways, um, we, the other thing was, um, we kind of like went through the Aaron Jessel of it all. And then there was Jenna not appearing at the party because she said that she had an event. 
And by event, she had Christmas tree decorating with her family. I mean, that is an event. Christmas tree trimming. Do you think that she lied first and then decided what I'm going to do that night is decorate the tree with my family. So it seems copacetic. Um, I think she probably knew her son was going to be in town and that she didn't want to go like because her son was in town. I think that part was true. And then she probably just said like, okay, like let's because this like so that I can have an excuse to hang out with my son. Like let's do the Christmas drumming. Cause I don't know. I, again, you know, I love to be the conspiracy theorist and think the worst in people or like, I just felt like, did she not want to go because it's in her mind and like, we wouldn't care as common viewers, but like in her mind, is she making a statement by attending a fashion consultancy for a designer? She doesn't know or something, you know, and she doesn't know who else in the fashion world is going to be there. No, I don't, I don't feel like I was that. I feel like either she already knew this, what she was doing because she kind of like stuttered a little bit at like the Bren's giving. It was like, she knew she wasn't going. She had a face. I but I don't, but maybe like, she just didn't want to say like, oh, I'm not going because my son's going to be in town and didn't want to be judged about like, so you're not coming to like my charity event because you want to fucking trim a tree. But I feel like they would have been understanding, but maybe she just didn't know the group yet. So she was, nervous. yeah, because I'm like, because they all said it too at the thing. They were like, if if you're with your son who you only have half time custody of in the holidays. Look, I have no kids. Holidays is hard to like yeah. schedule things. And look, I have no kids and I will say like, oh, I have a showing and really have a showing of a TV show for my couch because I just don't want to fucking go anywhere. I always say I wish I could rent a kid because like people at work who have kids can always be like, oh, my son's got an ear infection. I got to go. And I'm like, my soul has an ear infection. I got to go. Like (laughs) I need the day. (laughs) I need the day. No, my work is very flexible. And to them, I am grateful. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Um, I feel like that was the episode. Um, it was cute. I don't dislike, I like every character. I like to make that clear. I like everybody on the show. I just think that Jessel can be pretentious. So I would like, I would probably not like her in real life. I mean, last seat, I mean, last season, last episode, you were a Jessel fan. Well, I like her. I like her in awareness when it's harmless, but like when she's starting to be like, I'm a victim, I'm like, okay, babe, everything's fine. Calm but down. See, see, I don't and even I think, think she's she... coddled. So that's why I'm like, just own see, it. I don't think she don't like came off as a victim. I think she just came off as like, my feelings are like just getting sla- like slammed. Like, what the fuck? Well, I've been watching Kelly Catrone's show again. And she always said, if you've got to cry, go outside. And therefore- Jessel, just go outside and cry. And I mean, Jessel did, like, as soon as Aaron came in, she said, like, look, like, I just want to clear the air. Like, I'm so grateful that you came. Like, I do want to start over. Like, I I hope, you know, I'm sorry if I said anything that offended you. Like, thank you for coming. Like, I think that was a moment for them to, like, is it handshake that- and <laughs> move on. Is it rude that I liked when they had left that coffee fight and Aaron just said she's a lunatic? <laughs> She's definitely the least of loonies. But the thing is, like, Erin is, like, also a complainer. Like, she's also, like, who? It's, like, I just, this is why I say I can, I could not be, like, a lesbian, like, a lesbian or queer. Like, because women get on my fucking nerves. Like, I can imagine two of us. This is a podcast where women don't support women sexually. <laughs> I can't even deal with a man who like complains too much. I'm like, can you please shut the fuck up? Like, please, like, 
like don't like people people that like don't come to me with this bullshit about your feelings sir and so well come to me once but if I sit here and we hash it out like don't come to me again about it like I don't give a fuck no that's unacceptable like when it's over it's over we're not doing this over again oh and if I tell you how it is don't come to me again complaining about it because that's I, the issue with like my female relatives because of all their cancer moons. They're like, I want to talk about it again. I'm like, no, it's over. The moment has passed. I just can't talk about it again. Go it, home, it, just, babe. it makes me want to like bang my head against the wall. So yeah. Um, but we support that lifestyle for other people. Just not for us. Love is love. Like is love. Aaron, shut up. Yeah. So yeah, out of the Aaron, two, Aaron falls in the category that I feel about a lot of housewives, where I like love her as a character on television, but would never want to meet her in real life. You know? Yeah. Aaron, Kelly Dodd, Lisa Hochstein, people I would never want to know in real life, but I enjoy for my. I want to learn from. Her. Let me be nice because Aaron replied to one of my DMs today, so. And she did like my shakshuka. Um, yeah, so you should be a lot nicer to her. I'm super nice. I want to learn from her so much. Like I would love to learn from her. But I was like, I'm she just seems like she was that popular girl in school that like, and she probably went to like a, like a, um, all girls, like high school. school. Yeah. Um, she just seems like she played field hockey and was like student council president. She seems like a Blair Ward, like Ward, Waldorf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I can't speak today. Waldorf (laughs) for sure. I can't with a couch that you looked saying that. (laughs) <laughs> she's like um anyways guys most important thing aside from hand jobs and blow jobs is to do your real job which is follow us at pop of color pod on instagram and what we still call twitter um again we're going to be live on august 30th <laughs> so get excited because i'm sure we'll be annoying and you can see our faces when we're doing it which i think will be much more interesting i mean i think we're so fucking hilarious so definitely do that again we think of ourselves and we go ha 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 um ha ha laugh like joke i think i got that quote wrong but y'all know what i mean yeah Um, anyways love you guys five star reviews subscribe tell your friends yeah, do all those things and have a Love great, you, graceful and patient rest of the week. And we'll catch you guys next week. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Bye.